you know, before I really set myself down and did the time blocking, I was getting nothing done because I was constantly um, going to the direction of whoever was calling or tapping on my shoulder. I gave an example when I spoke at the Freedom Club about being a mom and, and whichever child was tugging on your apron was right. the child that you you know gave the attention to. And so I was kind of running my business like that and I wasn't getting anything done and I wasn't really producing. So now that I know that I have this specific time where I can time block and these are only outgoing calls, it's changed my business. It's changed the amount of leads that I'm getting. Hey, 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 loan officers, welcome to Loan Officer Growth Podcast, the podcast that helps you grow your business, increase your success, and have more freedom. Awesome. If you're if you're in for a real treat today, I have Marilee Brown on the call. Marilee, how the heck are you? How long have we known each other? Well, you know, I was trying to think that when did we meet? You know, I know for sure we got to know each other very well in Puerto Rico at yes. the Freedom Club event, but I think I met you in Nashville and that's when I ordered, you know, the agent list from you then. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, so it's been a good year almost. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Awesome. Well, why don't you uh, tell us like how you got started, how long you've been in the business? Well, I've been a loan officer for about nine years, got started accidentally, um, happened to host a poker game at my house, oh, wow. which was a great way to meet uh, realtors. But there was a mortgage broker and his wife that used to come to the poker game. And I had my own marketing company. Well, I showed up on their doorstep one day trying to you know, sell marketing to them. And, and they said, well, you'd make a great loan officer. And I'm <laughs> like, okay, I'd love to give that a try. They said, you know, you already have the the people skill and the marketing skill. Let's teach you the loan business. So I started out in a very small brokerage. I was the only loan officer. Wow. Was there about two years, outgrew them. It was not a good time for brokers. I ended up switching, going over to a correspondent lender or mortgage bank. So I don't know. I'm still learning on all these words and stuff. I don't know if they consider that retail, but I do know that we were a mortgage banker was there for seven years. It was a great seven years. Loved it until it wasn't great. And right. the price, the pricing um, started, I started losing deals because of pricing and they said, okay, we'll give you um, better pricing. We have to lower your comp. And it just really wasn't working out. So I ended up, you know, with the help of my freedom coach uh, trying to figure out some different opportunities. And Susie was my coach at the time. She introduced me to Empire Financial and I joined with them last November and haven't nice. looked back. So I'm back in the broker world, but it's a completely different experience than what I had before. So that's awesome. So you're happy there, right? I'm very happy. I mean, it's different. It's It's very different. And I saw somebody question on the loan officer breakfast club facebook page of like what's the difference between um banker and broker right and i mean it is it's a big difference it was a little bit of an adjustment i am able to offer lower pricing i'm getting paid better because that's just one of the things of being a broker right um they say the support is not as good 
And I can see where they say that, but my supported empire has been phenomenal. So I can't say that I don't have the support, but it is, you kind of have to know what you're doing. If you're a brand new loan officer going in to a broker and just trying to do it on your own, I mean, it's, it's, that would be, I think that would be disaster. That would be death of my career for sure. But if you can get in underneath another loan officer and be like a junior loan officer to kind of learn, you know, the programs and all the lenders and all that, that would be a great way to get started. And so you have to find somebody like me, um, you know, to, to take you on and kind of show you the ropes, hold your hand in the business. So I wasn't planning on taking loan officers underneath me. I just wanted to keep my head down, do my work and be successful but it's just kind of been a natural progression. There's been some people I've turned down because, you know, they're in a, a different state and I don't really know their state. So I've kind of hooked them up with some people that could probably help them. But yet and now I have like four loan officers that are on my team underneath me and I'm helping them grow. So, oh, I didn't even know that. I did not know yeah. that about you. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. How is, how do you divide your time doing that? Well, they all know that I have non-negotiables. And so from nine to 11 every morning, Monday through Thursday, I'm on the phone making outbound calls and they know they can't, you know, contact me or reach me during that time, Right. which they shouldn't be because they need to be on the phone during that time as well. So they know I'm on call stars. Uh, Empire is doing our own version of call stars. So I'm trying to do both. And so my I'm encouraging my loan officers to come jump in on call stars. And so if they are having questions regarding those calls, they can kind of reach me that way through our, through our version at, at Empire. So, and then, you know, I schedule my coffee appointments, but I'm not really doing many out of the office coffee appointments. Mine are phone calls or zoom calls. And I usually schedule those between 11 and one. And so it's always after one, they know if they need me, I'm available after, after one o'clock. Yeah. It's so, it's so much about time blocking because that makes so much sense, especially when you're trying to do different things like that. You know, before I really set myself down and did the time blocking, I was getting nothing done because I was constantly, um, going to the direction of whoever was calling or tapping on my shoulder. I gave an example when I spoke at the Freedom Club about being a mom and, and whichever child was tugging on your apron was right. the child that you you know gave the attention to. And so I was kind of running my business like that and I wasn't getting anything done and I wasn't really producing. So now that I know that I have this specific time where I can time block and these are only outga- outgoing calls, it's changed my business. It's changed the amount of leads that I'm getting. I mean, it's just, it's, it's incredible. So. So you stay super focused during those time blocks then, right? I do. I do. And I, it's funny because I was, I was on my outbound calls one day and Steve Kyle's calls during that time block, you know, and I'm like, Oh my gosh, is this a test? <laughs> you know, he's calling. He knows I do my calls. He's the one that has has, you know, said this is when you need to do it. And so I push the button, say, sorry, I'm on a call. Can I call you back later? So when I called him after 11 o'clock, he goes, Marily, I'm so proud of you. No, it wasn't a test, but I should have known. You're the type of person you are very committed to 
doing those calls during that time. And I did, but I tell you what, that was the hardest call to reject for sure. That's awesome. That is so cool. Cause you really have to be super focused like that. Like, you do you do. have a sign on your door and make sure nobody bothers yeah. you? Yes. So I have, I, here it is. Here's my sign. Perfect. Of, of, you know, in the zone, do not disturb. It's my freedom club sign. And I just, you know, it's been hard this summer because I have kids at home and well, one kid, but he brings all his buddies here and they seem to be hanging out at my house. And so I had my husband put a lock on my door because nice. even though there's a sign, 11 year olds don't read signs. Right. So, and my husband doesn't read signs. So, <laughs> so that's, I said, I was, you that's what I was put a lock say. on my door, you know, so I lock the door during between nine and 11 and they know. Yeah. I was going to say, even adults don't read them. Cause I've, I remember one time years ago, I I had a one-on-one -on -one conversation with everybody on the team. And at that time we were all in our, you know, in the office. So I told him I'm putting a sign on the door. It's non-negotiable. The, the building has to be burning down. And it's like every day there'd be a little tap at the door. And I did exactly what you did. I had to ignore it. And, you know, when you're managing people, you don't want to ignore people, but they, but they understood and, you know, then they go away. And then when I come out, I'm like, did anybody need me? And they're like, no, we got it covered. Well, you, you, I, I've learned you have to set the expectations up front. Yep. And so the people on my team, my assistant, my processor, I said, you know, it's fine. Go ahead and text me, go ahead and email me. You can call me, leave me a voicemail. Just know that I'm not going to respond to you until after 11 o'clock. Uh, today, my door is locked. I heard somebody trying to get in my door in my office. Wow. And and then all of a sudden my phone rings. It's my 11-year-old son. I I ignore the call. You know, <laughs> Okay, I know that I don't hear any smoke alarms going off in the house, so I think right. we're okay. And so then I called him right back and it was like, Mom, can you go to the store and get us Gatorade? You know, it's like it's like you had to interrupt, you know, so, but it's funny. It's, you just have to do it and you have to get used to doing it. That was probably yeah. the hardest thing I ever had is saying no or ignoring a lot of that, especially if it's like my top realtor that's calling. Right, you know, right. I have to say when she calls me, I will say I'm on a call, I'll call you right back. And I do call because that is considered I mean, in my book, and it may be against the rules, not that we have rules, but right, right. That, that could be a, that could be a $6,000 call right there. You yeah. know, she may be trying to give me a lead, you know, that kind of thing. So, and she knows, she already knows that I do my outbound calls. So if she's calling me during that time, I know it's important. So you yeah. just have to well, train that makes everybody. Sense. Yeah, there's always little unwritten rules that go along with it. So that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, normally my realtor, she calls me like at seven o'clock because she knows before Marilee gets on the on the calls and I if I want to get an update or I want to update her on something, she calls me, you know, real early. So nice. That's good. You know, it's all train it's all in training them. Yes, yes. Well, tell us about what do you love the most about what you do? Like what do you absolutely just love? I you know, and this is going to sound um, far-fetched, but I truly love helping people get into homes. Right. And I think my greatest joy is those people who always thought they could never be a homeowner. And there is just something about that joy. And I, I had a family, this was about three weeks ago at the closing. 
and they were buying a, a new home uh, from a builder, KB Homes, and they got denied by KB Homes. They have four children. The oldest is like 12 years old. They have always lived in an apartment, a two-bedroom wow. apartment. So they have four children sharing a bedroom. And I sat in the waiting room with these kids at closing and seeing these kids so excited because they got to do the walkthrough. And I was asking them all about their, their new bedroom. And, and the oldest is going to, she's going to be able to have her own bedroom for the first time wow. that she can remember. And it just made me want to cry, you know? Yeah. So they're, they're really, I think because that brings me so much joy and that really is my passion and my intention of of helping people that, I mean, there's been people that have come to me. I don't do this this much, but there was one family that something happened at the end of the deal and some collections popped up. And the only way we could, you know, get this deal closed was because we did the refresh right at the end was to pay off those collections. Well, they didn't have a way to do that. So I gave up my commission we paid off their debt, got them into a house. Wow. And I didn't, I didn't make a commission on that deal, but that agent, it was one of the first deals that we had done with that agent. I guarantee I got every single deal after that from her. She would not go to anybody else because I secured her paycheck by doing right. that. I could have denied the loan you know, why? No. Or, I mean, there was just so many things that could have gone wrong, but it probably would have been denying the loan. And I said, Nope, we're going to put him into a house. And now I've got a realtor for life because of that. So, and they referred all their friends and family to me. So I probably, I don't know, seven or eight different deals just from that. That was a few years ago, but that was a huge learning experience. Sometimes you have to do it for free. But yeah. I guarantee you, you're protecting that realtor's realtor. I'm trying to say realtor better right. in Texas. You know, we, I don't know. I learned <laughs> it the wrong way, but protecting their paycheck right, gives them honor and they become very loyal to you. Yeah. I, I talked to somebody a couple of years ago where they, they would choose one person a year that they would give everything to like, and not make any money on it. Yeah. And it had to be somebody that really, really deserved it. I mean, I, you know, we talked to so many different people, but I think that just the fact that you did that shows so much about well, what you love more doing. than I like to, to do, honestly, right, right. I've got to put groceries on the table too, but it, I, I really, you know, I, I'm such a strong believer that, you know, God's going to bless me when I do things like that. Right. And he has, he's just, it's just, um, I'm blessed beyond belief. And I feel like that's, yes, my success comes from doing the work, but I also feel that there's a, you know, definitely a, a, a blessing that comes from God because I feel like I'm doing his work, you know? So, yeah. So what's something you're, that you're doing right now that you're excited about? Like it's a lot of loan officers will talk to them and they're like, Oh, it's tough times, but I know you're killing it out there. So what are you, what are you doing well, I, different? I just started doing something new. Um, I, you know, ended up buying the books um, from Ginger and Carl on doing a podcast and I'm doing it very similar to how you're doing your podcast. Yeah. I'm doing it with my top realtor partner and Love it's it. called, we haven't gone live yet. We, but I'm about to start, 
you know, publishing it, but it's called True Texas Real Estate Podcast. I purchased a domain name over 20 years ago, 20 years ago, it was probably closer to 30, whenever the, the internet started, you know, coming up and I've owned this domain name and haven't really done anything with it, but I bought truetexas.com. So I'm using that as my website to promote this podcast. And we are directing the podcast to realtors and clients. Well, nice or, and customers. So one of the things is, is doing the podcast, but I also got the free book from um, Mortgage Marketing Animals on AI. And so I said, well, I'm going to give this a try. So I started writing a book and I'm halfway through it. And it took me like 10 minutes to write the book, <laughs> you know, and I'm just doing AI and all the prompts and it's writing it for me. And, and I mean, it's super cool. So that will be some kind of a free thing that I'll be able to give out as part of the podcast of, Hey, if you're interested in Texas real estate, you know, sign up here to get my free book. Love it. Yeah. You can kind of use it as a business card. Yeah. As a business card or promotional material. Right. You know, I, uh, one of the things that Tammy had talked about, uh, in one of her trainings is, is how to get it onto, um, Amazon with Kindle publishing. So I'm kind of been working on that. Uh, it's more of the, instead of sitting down and watching TV and eating right. popcorn, I'm coming into my office and working on those things in the evening after the the kids are in bed kind of thing. And so that's kind of new and has my, you know, my energy has me pretty excited. So that's something that's new awesome. I'm doing right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. I like that you're targeting not just realtors, but also potential buyers. Well, I'm, I'm trying to get buyers for my realtors. Right. And I'm also trying to get realtors to my top realtors in their brokerage, you know, try to group them together. It's, it's almost like I'm recruiting for my top realtor. So, and she's a broker. So that's kind of one of my focuses of, Hey, let me introduce you to some top realtors who may want to come on board, that kind of thing. Love it. Love it. So we all have fear. How do you work through fear? I put a bag over my head. <laughs> I, I told a story and you probably heard it in numerous places, but um, used to have, used to live on a farm. We had a dairy and my job was to get those cows out into the oats field every morning. Right. And we had a problem with coyotes. And so we got a donkey. Well, that donkey did not want to cross the creek because there was a mud puddle or something scared that donkey. And no matter what I did, I would pull and pull and pull to try and get that donkey across that creek. And it was a dry creek. I mean, there shouldn't have been anything. I'd try slapping its hind end, doing everything I could. I went back to the barn, got a burlap, burlap bag, put it over the donkey's head. Donkey couldn't see any obstacles and just walked right across that mm. creek pulled the bag off the head, uh, off of its head. And it just went running into the field. I mean, it was, it was, it was just so like, oh my gosh, it was that easy. Well, I have to do that with myself because so many yeah. times I get anxious or I get fretting on stuff, or I'm, I'm worried about a transaction or I'm worried about what if I'm rejected on these phone calls? I just do the donkey method. I just I, I don't look at the obstacles. I just do it. And, and don't, don't think about it. You know, sometimes right. I over, I overthink things. And so you just can't do it. You just, you start making that call and you make that first call and then you go forward. Yeah. So 
I, I get very anxious. Um, I read a really good book um, on the plane on the way to our Freedom Club event called Don't Feed the Monkey Brain. And mm. it talks a lot about these monkeys in your head causing anxiety. And I do, I get, I get anxious because I overthink things. And it talks about steps that you need to take to not feed the monkey brain. And so I hate to say that I'm trying to starve the monkeys, but I'm trying to starve the monkeys so that they quit playing in my head right. so that I can get productive and get done. So anxiety is a real issue for me, not necessarily worry, but, but anxiety, but I think a lot seems, of people. Yeah. I think that's normal. Well, it's our business. I mean, when we got hit with COVID, you know, and all of a sudden things got shut down and they were sending everybody home. I mean, my first response was, oh no, what am I going to do? How am I going to survive this? And right. for one week, I worried and worried and worried. And all of a sudden, what happened? We had the best two years of our career. So I've just learned, I keep thinking back to that is like, well, we had a pandemic and we did great. So I'm not, I'm going to stop listening. I really have stopped listening to the news and all the, you know, the gloom and doom. I think they just, um, that adds to my anxiety. So I, yeah. I don't listen to that anymore. And that's I just good. know, Hey, I'm just going to stay doing what I do. Yep. That's so good. Like listening to positive things instead of the negativity. And hanging out, hanging out with positive people is like right. really, really important. If you can, um, and that's why I like the Freedom Club event. I love going on Loan Officer Breakfast Club in the morning. It is all positive. It's all very um, supportive, feel good stuff. The people that I've met, I got some really cool videos texted to me this morning from some people from um, um, from Freedom Club, uh, yep. motivational videos. You know, I, it's just like... Uh, Devin, he just, he does these great videos and he sent me some pretty funny ones today, but you know, that's the kind of support. Those are the type of people you need to hang out with oh, you got yeah. people in your life who are negative. You know, I mean, if it's your spouse, then you got a problem and you're going to have to deal with that a different way, but it's your associates, it's your coworkers. It's, it's people, you know, in the neighborhood, it's people that you're hanging out with at night, hang out with positive people that are helping lift you up and promote you. Yeah. And you make a good point. They don't have to all be in your same city either. Cause we know people all over the country that are so positive, so good at friendships and business and it, and they don't have to be next door. They can be everywhere. That's right. And you know, the other thing is as loan officers, there are times that we have realtors who are negative and drag you down. Right. And I have fired really good realtors because they are just, I, I can't handle all the ragging and the, and the yelling on the phone. It's like, listen, if we can't roll up our sleeves and work on this together, you probably need to find somebody else. And I've done that. I fired two of them because they That's just a good feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And I walked away, I had a builder. I fired a builder of all things, <laughs> but he was beating up my team so bad. And yeah. you know what? I survived. I just found business elsewhere. Yeah, that makes complete sense. I can't believe how fast time goes. What what um so what words of encouragement do you have for loan officers today in these current times that we're in? Quit looking at the rates, quit looking at the gloom and doom and just know that we actually our our production levels if you if you look at it and i don't have anything to to back it up but i saw it when we were at our last conference our, our purchases are is in a good place and right. 
And the fact that you have high interest rates, it's it's probably the best time of all to buy. And that's what you have to focus on. Buying right now, don't, don't you know, feed into that, well, you got to wait until the rates get lower. No, buy now, we'll refinance you later. And, um, you know, buy it before the the value of the house goes up and then you can't afford the house. So exactly. don't let the rates scare you. This is just future business. We'll be able to refinance them later. Yeah. Awesome. Well, it's great having you on. Oh, thanks, Richard. Yeah. Thank you so much I for being really on. I really enjoyed getting to know you and you've been such a big support to me and your agent list made all the difference in the world to me. I'm glad. Yeah. Qualifiedagentlist.com if anybody wants to check that out. But yeah, I appreciate you and it, thank you so much for being on today. Oh, you bet. Thanks. Okay. Bye-bye.